Would you watch it? I'd watch it. You're listening to DocuNote. Welcome, hello, this is uh, DocuNote. I'm Dory, I'm your host. Hi. 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 Um, uh, this, do- uh, this show, this podcast. This show. This show. This show. Broadway. Not that show. It's not Broadway. Um, this is a podcast about very educational, nerdy, geeky documentaries, and this episode is no exception to the rule. In fact, this is one of the more esoteric this uh, is like the emperor of all geeky documentaries. Yes, yeah. the emperor. Yeah, well, I well, know, I guess king. because it is sort of imperialistic in tone, if you think about it. Uh, it might be a stretch. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> the um, the very sweet voice you hear alongside me is uh, my co-host Christina. Hi. How are you? I am good. I'm a little sick, so I'm sorry. My voice sounds. Extra nasally. But I know it, it sounds normally nasally, but real nasally. You cough very daintily, though. You're I'm going to try. I'm going to try to cough as daintily as possible. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> but, I, but I spent my whole sick day watching this documentary, so, Dope. yesterday. But you've seen this before. I have not seen this. I thought I had seen this, oh. but I saw a different documentary about the Voyager spacecraft. Okay. But not this one. Well, um, someone else who surprisingly has not seen this before, which I honestly did not believe at first. I thought she was pulling my leg. Is our very special guest today. She is the still the deputy science editor. No, what are you now? I'm the, I'm the science editor. <gasps> oh my god! Congrats! Congratulations! Thank you. Okay, yeah. she's big time science editor supreme uh, at Mashable, and she is a very good friend of mine. Her name is Miriam Kramer. Hi. Hi. Thank you. How are you? Uh, good. Excuse good. me. You. You, you deserve definitely deserve that. <laughs> oh, thank you you do deserve thank it. You. you definitely deserve it. <laughs> Don't let anybody tell you differently. Was that a, was that like a test for us? No, I just. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> Before you got here, Dory said that you write a lot and think a lot about aliens, and I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> I want you to know. True. I watch Ancient <laughs> she, Aliens every great. day. Oh no! <laughs> and it's so great. Oh no! Okay. Well, Miriam, yes, she is the science editor, but she has a penchant for the space and the stars. I do. Which is why we asked her to come through and watch a very lovely documentary called "The Farthest: Colon Voyager." In space! You knew it. That was really good best friend work. That was impressive. That was not planned. Thank you very much. Uh, Top line details for this documentary. It was watched on Netflix, and it was released just last August. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was a very, very new. You can have that new documentary smell. Mm, High quality PBS. Oh, yeah. Yeah, PBS doc. uh, Two hours long. It said two hours and one minute, and I was like, that one minute is just for credits, Okay. Uh, it's our first space movie. Really? Yes. yes. Oh, That's thank exciting. you. Thank you very yeah. much. Miriam, a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> um, as am I. It's what I've known as. Yes, Miriam, <laughs> the Jew. Miriam, a Jew. The Jew, astrologer, enthusiast, no. Astronomy, astronomy. Wow. Gotta get that out of the way. So, <laughs> that's also just a good uh, segue into, I'm gonna be the layman That's how theirs this is gonna situation. go. <laughs> It's going to be fun. <laughs> so, um, Christina. Yes. How would you describe this documentary, The Farthest? 
It's about the Voyager spacecraft and, like, what it did and how it got built and what it discovered. Yeah. Right? And its intended purpose was to explore the outermost planets in our solar system being Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. Well, no, actually, it was just Jupiter and Saturn, and the other two were a bonus. Okay. Yeah. We're going to get to that in just I'm just saying that's not why it was built. Because it's going to get real political up in here. Um, taught, like, first impressions, just from, like, seeing the, the title card artwork. Yeah. What are you thinking? I, so, I have a, uh, a deep and abiding love for the Voyagers. Aww. Uh, they me too, are my me favorites. Too. Uh, it's, you know, they've always sort of been my favorite mission, and they've been the reason that I'm, like, interested in space in a lot of ways. No kidding! Yeah, yeah. So, when I was, like, a little baby intern at Popular Mechanics, I would pitch a lot of space stories because my editor really likes space and I could usually, like, get away with writing about it, <laughs> um, which is, like, how a lot of people get into the beats in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then I was writing about the Voyagers and I just, like, loved it. I just think they're the best. So, like, I automatically am, like, into it. I'm just, oh like, happy to be in this weird science world. I am so happy that we brought this documentary together yeah. for you. Yeah. It's all of our doing. I could not agree with you more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm a really big Voyager nerd, too. Yeah. Also, really quick, did, did you get a degree that has to do with space? No, so I actually, I, my, I have a master's in science journalism. Okay. But I've been a space reporter since I graduated, so I've been, uh, I, used, I worked at Space.com for a while for a few mm. years, and then I came to Mashable as the space reporter before I, like, you know, became the became science an editor. editor. Became <laughs> editor. Yeah. So you basically, like, learned on the job about yes. this stuff. Yeah. I, I, cool. I did, like, the journalism thing. Um, the thing. The thing. Where you, like, <laughs> learn about a beat. And that was what I did. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So. Yeah. So we, like, get... While we're watching the documentary, we get introduced. They're, like, playing this funky song by Rose Royce. <laughs> what? No? What? What, Miriam? The, the one thing about this documentary that always got me was, like, the music choices. It's so great. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. Well, some of it's the golden record. Yeah, of course. Which like, we will get into later. A but, lot yeah. of it is. Yeah. But then... And, like, the Chuck Berry stuff, like, yes, always obviously, into that. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. It's just, like, a lot of it felt, like, so out of element with what they were talking about. That really? that became part of the problem for me. Oh no. But I had a different point of view. I it's agree. my I was it's the only it. critical thing I'm gonna say about this documentary. And that's that. okay. I, <laughs> yeah. I, oh, you can say as many critical things. <laughs> <Yeah. about. laughs> no, like the documentary this the documentary. This podcast is not interesting when we're all like, yeah, so we all agree. And uh, Yeah, we yeah. almost never agree. Actually, funnily enough, Dory and I literally never agree. Really? <laughs> yes. I think we will today, but I, like this. I don't know. We'll see. I think, I mean, I worship Carl Sagan. Like, oh, no. Yeah. I that worship him at the altar of yes. Carl Sagan. Forever. <laughs> but see, it's like, for me. I love him so much. I, you know, big fan of Cosmos. Um, I, but he's more like kind of like a tiger beat scientist for me. And that like, I would <laughs> love to have like a poster of him on my wall and like what is that? dream I don't about know him. Is. Okay, I'm um, sorry. Christina's foreign. Um, so she did not grow up with Tiger Beat magazine. What is Tiger Beat? Ti is that like a lady porn? <laughs> Basically, no. for like tween <laughs> well, girls. I mean, yes, yeah. yeah it has the word beat in it. That's well, kind of like no. Cosmo for tween. I, it right? was just about boy bands okay. and Jonathan Taylor Thomas and like Carl had Sagan. they had pull out <laughs> posters. And yeah, I would totally hang a poster of Carl Sagan or have a framed picture of him right near my bed if I could. 
Wow. Well, instead of that, I read his book, and it's all about the Voyager, and it's fantastic. It's so good. I love it. Um, That's so great. Yeah. And before we get in why Carl Sagan matters, what does Carl Sagan mean to you, Miriam? To me? Oh, um, a lot of stuff all wrapped into one. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he was, he's not only, he was not only, like, an incredible scientist, like, his work was legitimately groundbreaking, his research was amazing, but you also have this, like, element to him that's just, like, trying to share as much of that as possible with the general public, which, Colloquially, like... Colloquially, yeah. Yeah. In a way that makes sense. And that's a way... That's something that, like, most scientists mm-hmm. cannot do. Like, you can have sort of one or the other in a lot of ways, but, like, for Carl, it was, like, everything all wrapped into one yeah. package. And, like, I actually think it's harder for a scientist these days to do that because of how all-encompassing, like, the sort of, like... Twitter, everything you have to be doing all the time. Like, if you think of somebody like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who in his own right is a really great scientist, like... Trained by Carl Sagan. Yeah, yeah. Mm, exactly. And yes. his, his research had to be kind of left behind in mm-hmm. a lot of ways so that he could focus more on doing this outreach kind of stuff. Right. But Carl, like, had all of it. He did everything. Yeah. Well, in the 70s, all you had to do was, like, record an hour of TV right. and you were good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, or, like, make a speech about Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're not just talking about Carl Sagan because he's dreamy, because he's, like, a big old dream boat. We're talking about him because he was, shush, he is a hottie. No. Okay? He's a big time nerd. Strong disagree. (laughs) Again, worship Carl Sagan, tattoo to Carl Sagan, Carl Sagan was in my wedding vows. He's not a hottie. (laughs) Like, he literally was all, like, I love him that much, but I wouldn't say he's hot. If you're saying, if you were in a room with, like, 70s era Carl Sagan, and he was, like, running the show, you wouldn't feel, like, any sort of tingling in your dingling? No, no, I'd have so many questions for him. I don't want to waste it tingling my dingling. I will ask him questions while he's inside me. Okay. I'll just do double duty. All right. Okay. He's dead now, RIP, but he was, like, (laughs) very much a part, an integral part of the Voyager mission, uh, which was two, there's two Voyager spacecrafts, correct? One mission, two spacecrafts. Yeah. Oh, that's, like, a new video for the internet. Two girls, one cup. (laughs) But is this what you expected from this podcast, or are we shattering all of your... No, this is exactly what I expected. (laughs) (laughs) This is 100% what I was thinking of. Amazing. Amazing. Um, So, let's very quickly talk about, like, the inception of this, because the documentary starts with a quote from Jimmy Carter... Right. Immediately, I wrote down "poor Jimmy Carter." <laughs> I was just like thinking about Jimmy Carter and like the context of his life and his like very sad presidential situation. Yeah. I was like, "poor Jimmy Carter." Like, yeah. we deserved more of you. But he did help continue the mission, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I mean, it almost didn't get off the ground because of fucking Nixon, because of Dick Nixon. Yes. Because he always. I did some more research into As it. As usual. He told the scientists um, from NASA, like, okay, you can only go and explore two planets, only make yes. it two, because he considered space exploration a Kennedy thing. And so he just was, like, slashing all the budgets. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, like, exactly the political diver- like divisiveness you're seeing right now. Like, somebody who it's runs such a dirty deal. campaign is, like, all they're interested in is slash and burn of their old predecessor. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's also part of... To be fair, it cuts across all of all political spectrums here. Because, like, when you think about Obama, he also canceled the Constellation program, which, like, had its problems, don't get me wrong, but it was, like, that, that program was going to send people back to the moon, and it was a Bush-era program. And he canceled oh. that in order to mm-hmm. do other stuff that never actually ended up happening. Trump is now in office. We're going back to the moon. So Space it's like, Force. 
space force <laughs> or so whatever. Crazy. I yeah. did not. Well, yeah, I, don't, I doubt that's actually going to happen under Trump. But but also yeah. the Vietnam War was just ramping up. So like he needed yes. his money elsewhere. He, he did rash. not need all this money to yeah. Right, and that war was totally necessary too, oh, as so, we have yep, come to find. We did as we all agree. Yes, yeah. we all agree. So such a good job. Yep, really helped everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the scientists like are like very openly they're like he told us two planets so we just ignored that and we're like fuck that let's make it so we can go all the way to the edge of the universe there's actually some like incredible context to that too because that's how missions work now (gasps) so So just like like, sure fuck you (laughs) we're gonna do what we want it's like it's no different they wouldn't have really had to do anything differently than what they did to send to two as they did to four. Right. So once, I'm sure once, like, Nixon saw how exciting and, like, how the public started to get engaged with the Voyager missions, like... Well, as you recall, he didn't last that long. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. <laughs> I was like, whatever. So it, whatever it was, it's, like, good for a president when a space mission gets a lot of, of press, right. basically, and when people are into it. Uh, so they were going to extend the mission. Other missions get extended now too like if you think about the the pluto flyby mm-hmm. mission the mm-hmm. yep new amazing Horizons. those yeah. pictures were incredible yeah it, yes. like seeing a new world appear before mm-hmm. our eyes so now they're sending it out to another object like a billion miles past pluto and right. it's going to get there on new year's day but is is that are they doing that in despite what their superiors told them to do, though? Because I think that's the difference. I think they just build in flexibility. Yeah, they just sure. have... Fle- but they, all of these missions have flexibility. It's like, if you have the fuel to get somewhere, it's very rare that someone is going to be like, no, you can't do it. Because right. at the end of the day, all of the cost of the mission was up front. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have been any different otherwise. It's like... Right. But, the they, but they, couldn't have told, they couldn't have told Nixon that, though. No. You know? So that that's where I feel like the... the I love how they set that precedent. Yeah, yeah. And very beginning, because, they're like, "Fuck Nixon." Like, how many times, <laughs> just us ladies? I cannot even count how many times the superiors tried to like limit my creativity or like what I could do, and I was basically like, "Cool, cool, cool," and then went and did what I needed to do anyway, and sure. then it turned out great. Yeah. You sometimes you have to be like, "Yeah, you don't really know," so I'm just going to yeah. continue doing what I need to do. That's how you do it. And I feel like the crucial part of it. Correct me if I'm wrong, professional <laughs> no. science writer. Is the like internal computer systems like had the ability to be wiped and then reprogrammed? Uh-huh. That was like the crucial part of reprogramming it that to go to right. right? Is that right? I think yeah. so. Yeah. I have a major question. Great. Which I, I hope both of you, because again, I am the layman, I am the dum dum. They are I'm also the, a dum-dum. I just read his book. Just, <laughs> <laughs> there are no people on this spacecraft. It is just floating out there with a golden record and a plaque with naked people on it's it. It's a satellite with a camera. Yes. And people are on the ground. Can They can control, to some extent, what happens all the way out there or no? Yes. Yeah. 100%. They can. Okay. Remember, they, at one point in the Voyager's journey, the like mechanism that turns the camera gets stuck. Right. And how they get it unstuck is literally how you would get out of the snow in a car. That's how they explain it. Just, like, back, forth, back, and forth, back, and forth. Just, like, tiny shifts yeah. until it finally can, like, turn itself around. So, Gross. is yeah. there, like, a remote steering wheel where they could help steer it in the right direction? That's what that satellite dish is for. Yeah, it's all through programming. Yeah. So, they're, they can send commands through the deep space network, which is what those big dishes are, to the Voyagers and, like, tell them what 
to do. Like, what they can do is, like, really limited, and it takes a really long time for a signal to get there and back. Mm -hmm. But they're still communicating with them. Yeah, I feel like it's a a camera pointing mostly and, like, direction of, like, fuel bursts. Like, that's probably it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, they can't even do that much anymore with it. Right. They do talk in the beginning about, like, the technology freeze. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) That, like, I mean, they launched it in 72, so that's it. We gotta use fucking 72 technology all the way into 1995. (laughs) Wasn't it that they launched in... they launched in 77, but they had to freeze the tech in at 72, 72 yeah. so that they when couldn't they do anything it. else with it. Yeah, It's right. insane. It's like the same level of technology that we use in, like, key fobs for mm-hmm. our cars. Yes. That's, uh, like, un, un, it blows my mind to think about It's that. unreal. Yeah. And also... Um, also the fact that they <laughs> figured most of this out with pencils and fucking paper. Can we talk about that? I could, I get so worried in like ancient space things and by ancient I mean like anywhere from like the 60s to like the 80s right. because yeah. they're all using pencil and paper and a ruler <laughs> and a fucking protractor and I'm like Jesus Christ. Um like I I it all of this stuff kind of boggles my mind and to be honest, space documentaries sometimes wig me out because, I don't know, I like watching them to go to sleep, but sometimes it'll put into perspective just how small and insignificant we are. And that I, that happened to me in a moment in this movie when yes. they were talking about, you know, just how big the universe is and how many galaxies there are and how Andromeda is going to collide with our galaxy and... Mm-hmm. I, like it I makes love that me, feeling. It gives me, me so much. I love that feeling. Oh, it gives it's my me, favorite feeling. It gives me such comfort, honestly, yeah. that I'm like, the fact that I was yeah. 10 minutes late to work today literally fucking doesn't matter at all. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't... I, we're all I, so small. We're all just, like, specks of dust. Yeah. I, I want to get on that level. Like, how do I, um, uh, like, stop worrying and learn to love my space in the universe? I think that people have two very opposite reactions to it. Like, we totally. are both like, yeah, yeah, I that is a feeling I love. Like, and I've loved it since I was a kid. It was like, I would look up at Same. the sky and I would be like, oh, this calms me. Because I, like look at all of these other worlds. It's like, mm-hmm. there's so much 100%. out there and it's not just about me. Uh-huh. And like, my stupid life doesn't matter and it's fine. Oh no, does this make me a narcissist? No. No, like, but I think we're in the minority. Yeah, I, I have not so met that many people that are, they're usually like disturbed when I say that. <laughs> they're like, wow. It's, I, for me, it was like, I was a super high anxiety kid. Like mm-hmm. I would be really nervous and anxious all the time and then when I would like think about space, I would be like, oh, it's Oh, no it's one so cares what fine. I'm doing. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> the universe <laughs> doesn't care about me no. and that's great yeah 100% it's all just like random chaos and like that's beautiful yeah. in its own way and that means there's no like grand design that I have to like fall it's just sure. like I'm just like living my fucking life whatever when I die I die it's fine yes Wow, it's no big deal. I've never I, really met someone like one. Right? So We're on the same thing. Did you also go to space camp? I went to space camp. I as didn't, a kid. but I always I wish I had. I was it too was scared. Scared. <laughs> It was really You know what? I did go to space you camp. You did? Yes, I went to space camp in the fifth grade. I loved it. Because you know, like growing up in South Florida, the proximity yeah. of Cape Canaveral is pretty there. That's great. Yeah, we had yeah. to take such a journey from Europe to space camp. <laughs> it was like such a thing. And we ate space ice cream and they like put us in a simulator. It was so great. Hey, space ice cream is the tits. I would eat that now. Yeah, it's pretty good. Didn't, at Mashable, didn't we get, like, a shipment of that weird, gross ice cream? We did. Yeah, we got something. It's also funny, because I don't think they've ever actually eaten that in space. What? No, they ha- they don't. Yeah, it's, they don't that's actually, a total it's a, yeah. yeah, that's just something that they make on Earth. It's like, fall. what a stupid waste of, like, what yeah. the fuck? You're going to take like, ice cream? There's there are no 
useful calories in it. No. Like, it doesn't even taste good. No, <laughs> like, they don't, they don't want it. And it would be powder. It wouldn't be a block. It wouldn't be something yeah. so bulky and, like, space-consuming. All right. Um, speaking of uh, Cape Canaveral area, I want to talk very briefly about this press conference that they had that they were basically, like pushed into because everybody was like, we need to know more stuff about the golden record. Is this the one at the Polish wedding? Yes. yes. Right. That happened at a place oh, called so Frank Wolf's Beachside Motel in Cocoa Beach, Florida. L-O-L. L-O-L. And there was a Polish wedding happening next And door. like Carl Sagan is there with like the white glove on holding up the golden record. Or was it like a fake golden record? It's, it's probably a duplicate. Okay. Yeah, it's not the, yeah, it has to be sterile. It has to be, okay. it, and it has to be on the spacecraft. Cool, cool, cool. Right. So <laughs> yeah. Carl Sagan putting on a show for the dum-dums like, who don't know any better like me and I would have been like, wow. Well, as they explain, <laughs> it's the most... Trust people. <laughs> yeah, me, exactly. You and me, we're all done. As cool. they explain, it's the most famous part of like Voyager is the golden record. Yeah. Right. That's what most people yes. talk about. But also, um, when you Google Frank Wolf's Beachside Motel, you find out that Frank Wolf, who was the guy who owned this, was a, like a, a city attorney for Cocoa Beach and he killed himself in front of his apartment because they were gonna like evict him and that's like on the first page of hits when you google why did you tell oh us God. that because it was so weird like i'm just like scrolling through like trying to find out who frank wolf is the and then it was like uh frank wolf like commits suicide Wait, that's, and... stop telling any more about that Sorry, i just thought it was a fun fact but the golden record <laughs> jesus christ the internet it's oh. just like space you never With know suicide? what you're gonna find yeah, really? good lord <laughs> okay do you want to explain what the golden record is <laughs> do i ever yes the goal well actually miriam you explain yeah it. you explain, what you the explain oh god yeah. okay and if spot. you don't want the pressure i'll take it on i can do it okay. i think i can i can get through it so <laughs> it's um basically it is a uh, kind of a love letter from humanity to aliens <laughs> yeah um so it's a gold-plated record uh that is mounted to the outside of both voyager probes uh, and it has instructions for how to play it and how to use the stylus that comes with it. Oh, uh, and our coordinates in the universe. <laughs> yep, and where yep. to find us and, like, like uh, a whole map of, like, if anybody finds the Voy- Voyager, like, they could come and find us. I yeah. don't... I, dis- I disagree. With what? I disagree... I think... Did I do it wrong? No. No, no. no. I, you're, you're beautiful. That's you 100% what's on the it. You even said it, like, even more nicely, because I would just be like, it's a time capsule on a phonograph. <laughs> well, it's an hour and a half of music, yeah. and then a half hour of data. Yeah. Right. Which is, but Photos. it's supposed to encompass everything that it takes place on our little blue planet. Well, even they said that's impossible. Right. They just, like, did the best they could. Right. Yeah. With, like, from the perspective of probably, like, a white male NASA Oh, there's an awful person. lot of classical European music. There's like two Bach and a Mozart. I was like, guys, guys. And I a pre- Beethoven. Yeah, I appreciate the Aboriginal song, but <laughs> yeah. there's like five classical <laughs> European songs. Yeah. Right, but it's like, as far as the instructions are concerned, like if I learned anything from that Amy Adams movie, what was that called? With the alien? Oh, Arrival. Arrival. Oh, I loved that movie. That was a good movie. Oh, if I learned so anything from Arrival, not all aliens have eyes or ears or mouths, okay? So. Well, but if you had paid attention in Arrival. What? I didn't. They <laughs> can still communicate with her. Right, but like, but. And but, she figures out how to communicate with them. <laughs> but that's with human assistance. 
if this flies out into the galaxy... No, they were trying to communicate with her, and she figured it out on her own. It's like the other way of the street. I know, but I don't understand how... But if she can figure out Arrival, like, aliens could presumably figure out what's on Voyager. So, like, also, Voyager is not... Also, Arrival's not real. Yeah, well, I know, but I I will just say, I I think that... and I've seen this a lot, like, with covering the mission and stuff like that. Like, I think that people tend to get, like, slightly hung up on the idea of, like, w- how aliens will communicate with us. When in reality, like, the Golden Record was, like, about us mm-hmm. more than it was about any- totally. anything else. That's and what I like, wrote down. Yeah, like, the logistics <clears throat> of it are complicated. And it's like, who the hell knows if they can if understand really, how to, like, yeah. read a pulsar map or whatever it might be. But it's like... At the end of the day, it was, like, this really beautiful, like, human statement, and I think that that made it why everybody was so interested in it and, like, yeah. went to the hotel to <laughs> to listen to some polka. Like, to I mean, they all seemed music, really yeah. sure. Like, all, every talking head was, like, so when they find this, they, like, were all very, like, aliens well, will find this. This yeah. is my theory, is that I don't think aliens will find it. My theory is that... Once the sun consumes our planet and we have fled the planet, that hopefully we'll just kind of have like a fun run in with it. Like oh, I think they, they yeah, did it like in Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. So you, do you you like prescribe to like what's that show? Battlestar Galactica, like the Battlestar Galactica theory of like. I have not watched that show. I hear I will like it too much. You know what I'm talking about. I I do, but I haven't watched it. Oh my god! You haven't watched it either. So I, I watched the first couple seasons. And okay, so you guys don't know, like, the twist oh. at the end of Battlestar Galactica? No. I think Should I, I do. Can I spoil? Is that yeah. a thing? Okay, I spoiler, just yeah. like, spoiler alert, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Okay, the whole <laughs> thing at the end of Battlestar Galactica is that they are, like, the prequel to humans on Earth. And at the end of Battlestar Galactica, they they have been searching for a new planet to colonize, crash land onto Earth, and that's how our whole history starts. Oh, well, that's so stupid. That's oh, wow. dumb. Okay, well, I'm saying that. <laughs> what about evolution? <laughs> that was so well, like, they bred with, like, homo whatever, show. you know? Oh, so, like, what? they, like, we were already we were, we were already like We were, like, along. figuring it out. They, okay. We were, like, the, the humans were, like, sticks and fire and shit, but they, like, landed in, like, Interbred, and that's how we got where we are. Oh so God. in Bowser Galactica, regular ass humans like us were funky. Funking. I don't quote me on that. It's been a long time since I watched it. They were like, fucking like the general like thing. <laughs> it's like a big twist that yeah. like the whole time you're like it's the future, but actually it's the past. <laughs> oh my God! And they were dead the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can I ask a question? Yeah. I feel like this is crucial. Cool. Okay. Do you guys actually believe in aliens? Yes. And if so... Oh, this is what I wanted what to talk variety? to Miriam about! Because everybody asks Miriam all the time. Yeah. Uh, okay. Once and for all, your answer. thoughts on aliens. Uh, the short answer is yes. Yes. I believe that life must exist, because, like, we can't be all that special. I it's totally just, agree. It's just, like, the universe is huge. Yes. There's just no way. But no little green men. I probably... No. No, right? No, no. I think, like... Uh, for me, the most likely life that we would find in our lifetime is like a microbe. I totally or agree. Evidence yeah. of a microbe on Mars or like in an in Europa's ocean or something like that. Like, yeah, that would be the most exciting thing in the world. They totally. said on um, was it? It wasn't on Trite Trite Triton. It was one of the moons. I forgot to write it down. But they it, there was energy, right? It was with the geysers. 
And so anything yes. that has energy has the potential yes. for Yeah, life. that was around yeah. your, one of Uranus's moons had the geysers because their cameras were, like, fuzzy and they had to make a 3D image of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think it's Triton. Yeah. yeah. Wait, uh, no. Was um, it Neptune? It was Neptune's, Neptune. Neptune's moon, Triton. Because it was all icy and shit. Yeah. Icy and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uranus's moon. Uranus's <laughs> moons are named for Shakespeare and Alexander Yes, Pope they characters. are. Yes, what? they are. My yeah, the Tempest. The That's world. what Miranda is. Yeah, there's oh, an Oberon too. Ariel, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. See, I don't know shit about shit. Well, oh my god, such a Miranda, though. You're such a space nerd. I love I this. totally <laughs> am. Listen, I, I told you, I fucking love Carl This is wonderful. I love it. I love it. I did take astronomy. That's a Star Trek theme. Oh, wow. I, I did take astronomy <laughs> freshman year of college, and I greatly underestimated how fucking hard physics is. Oh, my it's God. So hard. Wait, maybe you should become a science reporter. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I straight up failed that class. I had to drop so I wouldn't drop my GPA. Like, it was so hard. I was like, oh. But oh then you learn on the beach. I did learn a lot. Yeah. And my professor was one of the guys who voted about Pluto, too. And that had, like, just happened oh, no. at the time. And he was like, I voted against Pluto being a planet, and here's all the reasons why. Ooh, what That's are your thoughts? thoughts? Yeah. About Pluto? Yeah. I think that the, uh, the argument has become toxic. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Um, <clears throat> I think that the two sides of it are, like, really hostile towards each other. Yes, I agree about and that. And it makes me not want to engage at all. Okay. It's like a nostalgia-based argument, I almost feel like. It is, and it's also like, planetary scientists get really angry about it because they say, like, how can you demote Pluto? How can you say that it's not a planet anymore? Mm. Just because, like, it would be difficult. Just because we'd have to, like, include a lot of other things as planets. Like, why can't everything be a planet? Is like, <sighs> and that's their argument. That's and it's true. like, Jeez. I understand that but i also think like dwarf planet doesn't mean it's not a planet no, it's just a, dwarf it's just planet. a smaller planet yeah. which i think is a nice distinction but i think that there's like this kind of odd stigma hostility yeah with the with the two sides of the argument and it, it honestly makes me want to never write about oh my gosh i'm it. sorry it's i even mentioned like, it no. no 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 it's okay it's like a really interesting and bizarre yeah cultural thing, thing. yeah where like people get attacked on twitter like there, there are full on. Well, like, they get attacked Twitter on Twitter for fucking rights, and it's like Jesus. You just like wouldn't expect it from like this group oh, of space people. Nerds. People love Pluto. The second yeah. my professor explained that like Pluto and its moon technically actually rotate around each other, yeah. that's what convinced me. I was like, oh, you're totally right. Pluto's yeah. on oh, planet. Yeah, like the center of gravity is in the middle of them. It's like a barbell. They're, yeah, so they're they're two tiny. <laughs> exactly, it's like a barbell. A barbell. A barbell. Uh, barb- yeah. yeah. And then it was just like a bunch of like dudes kind of circling each other and be like, "What's up, bro? Yeah. What's up, bro? I'm a dwarf planet, bro. No, What's you're up? a dwarf planet, bro. No, bro, don't even come at me, bro." But that's convincing. That's Pluto, the fact right? yeah. that they rotate around each other and the moon doesn't rotate, like, mm-hmm. that's not a fucking planet. Okay, well, speaking yeah. of contentious issues, um, let's talk about what's on the Golden Record again. Because, like, sure. I want to talk about Johnny B. Good. Um, okay. Listening to it now, right? Like, it's. It, you have, like, I think we're spoiled at this point because of all of the brilliant rock and roll music that we have available to us. But I guess in, like, 1970, whatever. 70. They, well, 72 they started. 72, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. So think about how much had not come out yet. Yeah. What's funny is I think that they originally were trying to get a Beatles song on it. Oh. Well, they talked about Dylan, too. Yeah, they were thinking about Dylan. I think that they really tried for the Beatles, though, mm. and uh, they couldn't get the rights. Honestly, yeah. I'm glad they didn't. 
Yeah. Yeah. It says Too much. on Wikipedia that Johnny B. Good by Chuck Berry is considered one of the most recognizable songs in the history of popular music. Uh-huh. And it's, it's like right. the first rock and roll hit about rock and roll stardom. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I get it, but I don't know. I just, in retrospect, I feel like I would have maybe preferred a Dylan song, and I'm not even that big of a Dylan fan. <gasps> I'm a huge Dylan fan. I would always prefer a Dylan song, but mm. I appreciated their apology in the documentary. They were like, sorry, Dylan, <laughs> but I think Dylan would agree with us. Okay. I also, just very quickly, wanted to talk about one of the greetings, because they included, like, over 50 greetings yeah. from different languages. Yeah. Did y'all have any thoughts about the ones that they showed from the different languages? Uh, it barely registered. Yeah, I don't even know that it registered with me. One stuck out to me. It is a Amoy Chinese greeting. That translates to friends of space. How are you all? Yes, I did yes. see that. Sorry, I did see that. You're <laughs> and right. then it continues. Why? It says, "How are you all? Have you eaten yet? Have you eaten yet? <laughs> I love come, it. come visit us if you have time. <laughs> that is some Twilight Zone shit. Like, come eat us. You could call it. You, I, you could call that a Jewish greeting. Have you eaten yet? I'm sorry. Have you eaten? Let me make you something. <laughs> <laughs> the one that was Greek and the African one was sort of like, welcome, we welcome you, and we big peaceful greetings unto you, knowing that they're not going to get a response. <laughs> but this one is like, hey, what's up? How are you? Have you eaten? Come in. Like, you have lunch? Let me make you a little something. Yeah. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> you don't look well. What my mom might say to exactly. a guest. <laughs> exactly. You don't look well. I just yeah. like, I love how that was included in there. It's so just good. like like what what the pleasantry so of pleasant. It all. I love that's very human. Yeah, I guess. And they also had nudie pics on there too, which oh. was like I can't. We suck. Like, like we don't deserve aliens. We can't even get our shit together enough to be like, let's show them what a penis and a vagina looks like. Yeah. Really? We're it's so not fucking even, immature. It's not even anatomically correct. It's a cartoon, first it's of all. It's a cartoon. Yeah. It's just flaps. Like, we suck. We do not deserve advanced technology or saving or any of that shit. Like, we deserve to die. That sucks. So would you say, on the whole, Miriam, Uh that most planetary scientists are not prudes? Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know the answer to that question. (laughs) Well, prudes in what sense? Because it's like, it's science. Your body is science. Well, in the sense that they wouldn't be all clutching pearls at the site of the pioneer plaque. I think they might if there was anal involved. (laughs) Well, yeah, that was that was the original concept for the Pioneer Plaque, was just, like, it's something just being like, penetrated anally. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, God. Um, I, I don't know. I think scientists are pretty, like, straight ahead when it comes to this kind of stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, if you're going to do this, like, you might as well, like, do it right and just, like, have... Humans. What yeah, they look like. Like, have human Like, show what a yes. human looks like. We don't look like that. Like, we don't look like we have a dress and some pants on. It's like, no. 35 scientists said Uranus without, like, cracking a smile. And most of America can't do that. So... Um, I did have also... They make jokes about it. On the DL. Yeah. So... Another thing, a question. This is a rude question. And I acknowledge that it's rude. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm excited. What is it... Is it about their looks? Yes. Story. What is it with the bad teeth? Among. Oh, it was the 70s. N- n- That's true. They have the technology Did they? now to fix teeth. Yeah, but once you're a certain, like, fuck it, right? Yeah. I just think that, like, I get it that they're, like, I think some people just don't give a shit, and I respect that. No, you should really go to England. Right, exactly. But I don't know. I just felt like... <laughs> 
come on, man. Like, yeah, go to the dentist. Get it fixed. Yeah, I will. Your teeth look wonderful, by the way. <laughs> no, we're like braces. covering our teeth. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I I think like part of it is also. Oh man, orthodontia <laughs> and dentistry was fucking barbaric back then. For the record, yeah, yeah it's true. Like, they were already in their late 30s by the time this started, so they're, like, well into adulthood. Like, who knows if they have health care? Like, maybe they can't afford it. Okay. And, like, it's also, fair. they've been drilling into their mouths with, like, really intense drills with no painkiller. It's just, like, I think that's the best insane yeah. barbaric dentistry existence. Are you looking at my troll? It looks great. <laughs> I got my hair uh, crimped today. Looks good. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Speaking of looks, <laughs> I will say though <laughs> that I was very pleased at the ratio of men to women that were at the very least yes. interviewed for this documentary. I don't know. Do you know how many women were a part of the Voyager mission? It's been such a long mission that I I think a lot like forty the years is like a lot right? of women. Yeah, That's and amazing. It's still, and it's still going. That's fucking rad. A lot of the women that they interviewed, too, are involved intimately with other missions now also. So, like, this Voyager acted kind of as, like, a jumping-off point for a whole bunch of careers. Mm -hmm. And then you have someone like Ed Stone, who has been... This is his shit, yeah. Forever. Yeah. Like since the first day. That he's a little he's, Mr. Magoo looking one. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. I love I, I He's love wonderful. Ed. I think he's like Have you met him? I have. <gasps> I'm such a nerd. He's like I when I was at uh when I was at Poppy Mechanics and I was the nerdy intern, yeah. like my editor like pushed me into a photo with Ed and the rest yes. of the Voyager team, and I was just like, I feel so uncool now. Oh. <laughs> um, but it was like it was before I got my like journalism, like aloof thing happening <laughs> where I was like still like a big fan of, of stuff and I didn't just assume that everybody is awful oh my god uh, which is sadly that's just, that's just adulthood yeah. yeah but would you have a tiger beat poster of Ed Stone no no <laughs> none it's of these people are that. sexy Dory it's an intellectual yeah, I agree like, yeah it's not <laughs> Listen, you can be intellectually attracted to people and still have a poster of them. You can. <laughs> I'm going to get you a poster of Ed Stone, man. It's going to yes. happen. Oh, God, amazing. It's I'll put it up happening. somewhere. It was hard to learn anyone's name. I'm famously really bad Oh, no. Like, because there, there were like so 50 many. people because yeah. this took place over 40 fucking years. Most of them were old white men with... I just wrote uh -huh. down, like, this is the notes that I have for them. It's like... Kooky, a uh, bad haircut, old bald white guy, glasses, friend of Sagan, <laughs> bald white guy, no glasses, interesting mouth, um, <laughs> <laughs> tiny black glasses, receding hairline, oh so, square silver glasses, bad teeth. Um, yeah, like that's just how it goes. I did write you. one name down, and I have a question about this. Person. Oh, is it Nick Sagan? No, although oh. I wrote down that he looks just like his dad, but a fat he version. Does. Yes, he does look like fat. Yes, like his dad. Yeah, Jim Bell. Oh yeah. Can I ask about Jim Bell? Sure. So he was significantly younger than everyone else. Yes. He's definitely in his late 30s. Yes. Uh-huh. And he wrote some book about the universe. But he is legit because I think I had the same... It, he just said, like, author of some books. So yes. You're like, is this guy Who legit? Who the fuck is this? He is legit. He's an active planetary scientist and has been heavily involved in many NASA space explorations. He was in the NEAR one, which is Near-Earth Asteroid Rendezvous, Mars Pathfinder. Oh, wow, really? Um, the Mars uh, Explorer's Spirit and Opportunity... Um, the Mars awesome. Reconnaissance are yeah, he's, he's legit. legit. He's well, legit. Well, I thought he was equal parts annoying and adorable and I agree. Annoying. I would agree yeah. with that. He was both like adorable and annoying. Scientist writers can kind of 
end up on that spectrum a little bit. He just uses a lot of the flourishes. Flourishes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except I'm not a scientist, so it's like I, I'm not coming at it from that yeah. perspective usually. But I'm not. still I'm annoying my own way. He it was what? just annoying. No, you're not. It was just <laughs> annoying that he talked about it as if he was there because I was like, you are literally forty at most. No, like was he there? No, I don't know. No, how old is he? Maybe he was like an intern. No, tell me how old he is. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. I'm looking it up. It surprised me if you were. That would be shocking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It may have been a production thing too, where like they told him to speak. Oh, they're like, that, please describe yeah. as yeah. if you had seen it. He was like, the pictures were just coming in, and it was just everyone had their mouths open, Ooh, yeah. and they were like, it's so amazing. There's a Jim Bell who is an American crypto anarchist. Oh, that's the opposite. <laughs> and also a, a, a former Association football player for New Zealand. Um, not okay. sure how to find this man. Okay. But don't let's worry just about say it. he wasn't there. Okay. So, I don't think he was there. Yeah, he was, yeah, he did stand up because he was pretty young looking, yeah. aside from Nick Sagan. <laughs> can, I, can I ask, did you guys notice uh, Lawrence Krauss was interviewed? We, yes. Yes. Wait, who yes. is he? What, what is my note on him? Okay, tiny black glasses receding hair. Oh, he's the theoretical physicist. Oh, yeah. Tiny black glasses receding oh, hair. He was, he was like, um, the word is not uppity, but he was like... He got emphatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about him? Do you, do you guys know what has recently been happening with Lawrence Oh, no. Is he having a Me Too moment? <laughs> he is. Oh, no. no. How is, recently? Uh, getting Me too <gasps> Um, it, just in the past few weeks, actually. That's really shit. Oh, shit. CBS. Yeah. You gotta release a new cut of this. Uh, oh, so it's boy. been, uh, Damn. It's very interesting, because as soon as he came on, I was just like, oh. Whoa! Like what level? What level of me too? Like James Gunn or like Kevin Spacey? Like (laughs) those are like in my mind the two poles. Not Weinstein. (laughs) Well, whatever Weinstein. I mean Kevin Spacey's is pretty fucking bad. Oh, not nearly as bad as Weinstein. Weinstein. Okay, they're on the same spectrum. But I mean James Gunn. Like allegations of him like touching students inappropriately and stuff like that. He was removed from his professorship, I believe. Got it. Like, at University of Arizona. Nice. Or Arizona State. Ooh, I can't remember. Oof. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Not good. <laughs> there have been a series of stories about it just recently, and he's, like... He's been stripped he's of his He's kind of contrite, and he's not really, like, mm. super forthcoming about stuff, and it's just sort Great. of, like, an interesting... Some really good toxic male masculinity. Fuck. Yeah, and it's, like, science in general has been going through this for a while, like, mm-hmm. since before the Me Too stuff mm-hmm. started to happen, so it's interesting to me that the Lawrence Krauss stuff is coming out now. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, because I would say just, like, as people in the field, like, you hear whispers about some folks. Sure. And, like... The way people, like, whisper to a Weinstein. Yeah. yeah, and he was one of the people that you would, like, sometimes hear brought up, but, like... Yikes, Not dude. necessarily in the context of science, but more in the context well, of, like, Please tell me Carl Sagan is not one of those people, because... I don't think so. I don't a lot of rethinking things. to do it. But he was married thrice. Nobody talks about his divorces. Well, like, two divorces. Like, really don't talk about yeah. it. But they say on Wikipedia, which is, you know, is inarguable. That's not the right word. You know, you can't argue against it. Sure. Um, he was really, like, into his work during that time. Yeah, that's... I felt like he wrote it. Mm, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I'm, not, son, I'm not right? an apologist for a, a multi-marrier. Is that how you say it? Um, but like, <laughs> but it's like you know, for people who are that fucking smart and 
well-known, I can imagine it being a difficult person to be with for anyone. Well, I think his first wife was a high school or an early, early, early sweetheart. Mm -hmm. And the second wife was an artist. And the third wife he met because she actually worked on the Voyager. Yes. And that's how they... Andrean. Yes. And she co-narrates most of his books. Oh, no. no, The Pale Blue Dot, like the audio books. Right, you read the pale blue dot. Yes, yeah. and in the audiobook, she co-narrates it, and they actually use the golden record as like the background track. Cool. The interesting thing for the with Anne too, and like this is something that they didn't even talk about at all. In no, this they should have touched which on is it. Really interesting. Yeah. I like Anne's name wasn't brought up at all, which is crazy, which is bizarre. She well, was very integral. Up, they brought up yeah. the second wife though, yeah, Linda. because she was the mother of the mother Nick. Of Nick. No, and also because she helped make the pioneer plaque. Yes, she designed right. it because she was an artist. Yeah, but Anne was yeah. an actual fucking scientist on Voyager. And that's oh. how they met. That's how they met. <gasps> yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like, they met on do the project. Do you think, do you think they were fucking on the side during all the Voyager stuff because they were spending long nights there at, you know, well, headquarters? I don't like to speculate. What's, I don't know. Ooh. But the, their love story, like, the way that they tell it is that one night he, they, like, called each other and he was basically like, we should get married. <laughs> that was like, that's like the way that it worked, and yeah. then and then they did, and it was like the thing is there's um on the golden record there's a heartbeat yes. track, mm-hmm. and that's Anne's heartbeat. Her heartbeat. Yeah, and they were fucking. <laughs> they were fucking. They stayed Are you together kidding me? until he died. They were together until one. he died. Yeah, right. it was what like twenty years. He died. Yeah, they got time. married in 1981, and he died in 96. So I guess that was probably his longest. That was marriage. his longest marriage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, she like is. The public widow, like that's like yeah, she was she very talks about influential. She's very involved yeah. with yeah. his books, with his like publicity. Like she drove that train. She yeah. was an EP on the most recent iteration of Cosmos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. She's like she's the trustee of his legacy for yeah. sure. Yeah, and she's fantastic. I mean, she's the one who's donating stuff to the Library of Congress mm-hmm. about yeah. him. It's like she has really carried yeah. on his legacy since he passed away. Yes. And you know so. what else? It's like Carl Sagan to me is as David Attenborough is to me when it comes to, like, nature. Sure. And, and the seminal voice, yeah. yeah. The seminal, like, the, the great communicator in that, in that realm. Yeah. I think he'd be touched to hear that. Oh, my God, Carl, oh, I'm going to say goodnight to you. I'm going to kiss your poster tonight when I go to sleep. <laughs> Not in a sexy way. <laughs> yeah. It will be in a sexy way. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did... What did I want to talk about? Oh my god, I completely forgot. I have um, lots of notes. The first one at the top says, all in caps, aluminum foil <laughs> to protect from the atmosphere of Jupiter. They just bought shit tons of aluminum foil to put on the outside of... It was the wiring. Is that what it was? Yeah. It was the wiring. They're yeah, like, yeah. the wiring is going to get too hot. We don't have enough time to requisition some shit. And Nixon is watching us to so like, buy all the aluminum foil in town. And literally, that's what happened. And decontaminate oh, Like, that concerns me. With pencil and paper. <laughs> We're aluminum foil. We're like sending shit into space. It's truly really incredible that we've we've done as much as we've done. I, I can see how like the space exploration is fake. Like news story would take hold because they'd be like, yeah. "How the fuck is this even possible?" Well, I love that uh, the guy who talked about it's that crazy. was Frank Locatell, who was like one of the project engineers, and he was like, "It's just the same as the thing on your Christmas turkey." And then he gave like a little wink at the camera. <laughs> Turkey's done. <dumb. laughs> bing bing. Just the same. Thanks, Frank. He was getting into it. Oh. I loved him. Well, you know, the day that I got, I found out that I got let go from Mashable, I was homesick because I thought I had accidentally eaten tinfoil. Like a, like a dog? Like a Labrador retriever? <laughs> I mean, you accidentally 
magic tinfoil. <laughs> because um, I, such a bad day. <laughs> it was. Uh, I found out while I was watching uh, the Benjamin Buttons. Um, and Jesus, <laughs> why were you watching that? Because I was not feeling well, and so I was like it watching sure the movie to distract me. And then I got a call from my friend Sarah Gersblatt being like, "Check your email. They're letting us go via email." But I yeah. heat up a lot of <clears throat> my food on aluminum foil because I don't have a microwave so I heat it up in the toaster oven and to you know save me from washing the pan over and over again I use aluminum foil yeah but why did you eat it well because I was eating the spaghetti off of the aluminum foil because I was lazy <laughs> and it was the fork wasn't it the Darn. fork tore into it didn't it <laughs> yep I knew it Oh, well, uh, I am a dog. dog. <laughs> I am a dog. Just a little Labrador retriever <laughs> eating tinfoil out of your neighbor's recycling Honestly, I am a golden retriever as a human. I'm just like, what are we playing? Who are you? You're my friend. What's going on? <laughs> we used to have a golden retriever next door when I was growing up who would literally eat all the tinfoil in our recycling bin. Cool. That would be bros. Fucking annoying. <laughs> You're not dog. <laughs> Best friends. Best friends. I did want to talk about very quickly one that we finally know that it's not Uranus, it's Uranus. Okay. What do we finally know? <laughs> did, you know that? Was that, did you not know that? I didn't know. It's not Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a planet name. Uranus. What? Well, I don't know. I just grew up with everyone around me saying Uranus. That's what I'm saying yeah. about the fact that these scientists are probably pretty cool with penises because yeah. they say Uranus without joking. Uh, but also, <laughs> also, but... On the other side of that coin, they were like, why isn't Uranus pretty enough? Why isn't Uranus, like, photogenic? <laughs> it was the atmosphere. Yeah, it's because yeah. the atmosphere wouldn't allow a camera. But it was, I like, agree. like, a little boring. They're like, it turned out it was really boring to look at, so we just breathed on by. <laughs> like, in that moment, I felt very, like, Uranus was my sister because I've been that person at parties where, like, you're just standing trying to look cute and the photographer for the party comes over and is like, hey, can you just, like, move a little to the no, left? No, you're not Uranus. Girl, hap- all the Jupiter. time that happens to me. You're Saturn. And- You're Miranda. I wish. I wish. But <laughs> I just, I just thought that was like, wow. Okay, like this is like a little bit of uh, superficiality. Among the scientists. Yeah, I was actually surprised by it. Yeah? I was like, what the hell, you guys? Like- <laughs> well, there's, like, nothing for them to study if they can't see anything, right? Yeah. Because they're not taking measurements right. like they are now. Yeah. And it's like, not now like they're taking a, measurements, but. It's not like with Neptune where there were a bunch of, like, Spots swirling yeah, around. They yeah, could, like look at the storms and stuff. I, I also um, really wanted to ask you guys this question. I spared my because I really wanted to ask Christina before this, and I and I uh, reeled it in. Great. Um, <laughs> so they talk about how in the documentary that uh, up until this day, this very moment in time, they never take color photos in space. It's always black I thought on. this was fucking amazing. How? Yes. I so, don't know. I don't know. I wrote down how is this possible. How do they do color imaging? So they, they, they say that they take black and white and then re-image it in color on Earth. How does that happen? Yeah, so they, they take the black and white photo, but the signature of, like, the color that it was, like, you can still kind of parse that out Ooh. and use that as part of the spectrum to, like, create the color image that you see. So, um, I'm pretty sure something like Jupiter does have a, or something like, uh, Hubble, like, does have a color camera and that is able to, to actually take color images. But like, Hubble is huge. But Hubble's big. Hubble is way like, bigger. later. Yeah. So right. it was like a different technology. But like for Voyager, it was, they were able to kind of like parse through that like very minimal data mm-hmm. to actually see like 
what color matched up with each of the things that each of the photos that they were taking. I was confused watching it though because they certainly used images that were not taken during Voyager. They had to have. Do no. you not think no. those were all those were all Voyager images? That well, is except to me. except for the animation of there Voyager going by the, the planets, but everything else is Voyager, which is fucking Are you amazing. Me? Isn't that incredible? No, it's incredible. I like can't believe it. I know. Yeah. That's why it's so amazing. That's why it's like it's the crazy. best mission ever. We had never <sighs> seen the dark yeah. spot of Neptune. But with that that level Neptune. of we never yeah. even seen Neptune. Yeah. Oh my god. It was a pinprint. It was a point of light. It was like in the seventies. We they didn't got know yeah. all of those. Like they got to see everything yeah. for the first time. But it's also like we didn't how, know about the hurricane on Jupiter. We yeah. didn't know. We didn't know any of the shit. How could they? But they knew ahead of time that the farthest planets were mostly gas giants, and they mostly had this chemical makeup. But the, how do they even know that? Because it's a well. Uh, there's you can get a lot of information from telescopes on Earth. Really? So, yeah, you mm-hmm. can, like, look out, see, like, the apparent size of something. You can kind of, like, understand, like, how large it is, at least compared to Earth. They also had a pretty good idea of how the solar system formed. So, like, having those larger planets out it just in, makes a sense. Distant, yeah. in distant space, like, that makes sense. You know they're going to be colder. If they're larger than a certain point, they're going to be gas giants because that's how physics works. Mm. So it's like if they understand all of that, then they can put it all together to kind of, like... Get it. And it's like, also the movement, right? The yeah. way that they move across the telescope, like, tells you yes. sometimes, really? yes, like, yeah. what it's made up of, and, like... Yeah, and, yeah. like, if you have light shining through it, like, if you see the light of the sun going right. through the atmosphere, like, then you can understand the chemical gas. makeup of it. <laughs> like, it's it's complicated, but it's also, like, we knew a lot going in. So you basically lear- take the physics that we have on Earth and apply them to what's out there. Yeah, yes. because they're, you, they are... Universal laws of physics that apply everywhere, yeah. according to Carl Sagan. Wow. I mean, they knew enough. They knew enough about Jupiter to say, "Hey, these wires are going to burn the fuck up when they get close mm-hmm. to Jupiter to wrap it in aluminum foil." So they had some idea of like how hot it's going to be. Yeah, hotty when they got body. really close. How, yeah, but they hotty. had no idea about like some of those rings on some of those planets. They didn't know Saturn's rings were quite so thin. Or, like, or so wide. Jupiter's ring. Yeah. Jupiter's ring, too. But Saturn's ring is, like, what, like, a fucking mile across? It's, it's, like... It's insane. But it's, like, really thin. Super, super thin, but, like, super wide. And they, yeah. like, didn't know that yeah. measurement. With some blocks, like, the size of a house. Yeah. 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 That's... Like, bonkers. Crazy. Like bonkers. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Absolutely, completely But the bonkers. moons were, like, the big discovery. That was, yeah. like, everything. Right. It was, like, yeah. these moons of Jupiter are potentially fucking inhabitable. They said Io. Ooh, Io, you so sexy. Uh, Active Io. volcanism Io, outside yeah. of Earth. Lightning. Ooh. There was fucking lightning going on. Ooh. And, like, the fact that they could pick up that it was lightning from sound. Mm-hmm. Like, the whistling mm-hmm. that they picked up from the radio. Just the regular pl- radio. The pl- they have, like, the plasma Crazy. detector. Which is still on. Which is the only instrument that's still on now. So yeah. that is, that yeah. is, because we're, we're going to start to wrap up. Um, oh my god, already? I have so many things! Okay, well, what were your things? Let's I don't even know! What are your things? Launch in. Oh, Go. I don't know. Launch in. Uh, I just want to say that they made an amazing Raiders of the Lost Ark pun at the end. Oh, yeah. Did you guys oh, catch that? That cracked me Do out. you have that on the clip? <laughs> you have a clip of that? Perfect. No, I, I did not write that down, but I did say, in big capital letters, I live for the dorky science jokes. 
Yeah. And their outfits. Like, oh, only made one record and it was heard off the earth, so I don't know what that says about me as a record producer. <laughs> <laughs> or, or what about when the, the German or whatever journalist was like, what would you say to Galileo today when they arrived at Jupiter? And he was like, how were you able to live that long? Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. See, I hear that and I like, I just roll my fucking eyes. Because <laughs> no. I'm literally like, it's a decent question. Answer I love the it. question. I love it. Like, it's like, as a journalist, we're just trying to do our goddamn jobs. So just like, like, let listen. us do our job. Listen, buddy, I just need a quote, yeah. okay? I don't fun. need to hear your joke. Like, just tell me the answer. Well, the Raiders one is like, yeah. they're like, oh, it's on an arc that we don't know what the arc is. You might say <laughs> it's uh, the lost arc those raiders are looking for. And that like, elicited <laughs> the most widespread groan among all of the press people there. I cackled. And I was like, like, yes, 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 yes. We're not fun people. Like, it's like, like space journalists especially are just disagree. like, this shit is so hard to write about. Like, please, for the love of God, just like stop it with your jokes. I'm on the clock Give right now. Give us a nice yeah. quote. We're all working. Oh, you didn't like the one about, like, oh, you fly by junkies. You get hooked on this show. I did not like... That's a decent quote, actually. I did not like re-science journalists. I did not like that all the journalists were saying, you know, when when the Voyager took off, all the computer systems were failing because it didn't realize how fast it was going to vibrate. They were saying it was a mutiny in space. Yeah, what the hell was that? Listen, listen, fuckos, there's no brain on this thing. It's a machine. It's not a fucking mutiny you dummies. There's not like an army of mice taking control. I don't know who the hell let that headline Yeah, it's awful. It's, it's like, so I bad. I would be like, what does this mean? Like, do it again. I feel yeah. Like, yeah, what does that mean, mutiny yeah. in space? I kind of want to go back. I felt like it was a local paper, like something yeah. in Florida. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's Florida for you. So <laughs> no. Don't reify the machine. I apologize, not, I guess. It's not, there's no brain in it's it. It's not like a mute, it's not a mutiny. No, it's just misunderstanding what's happening. Yeah. Relax. What do you have? What else do you have in your little thing? That's, I just sped through. That's it. Okay. So, now we're going to go through and thoroughly evaluate uh, all of the uh, criteria that we have to evaluate. So, in general, how about the talking heads, then? The talking heads that we saw on the screen. A plus. Yeah, I agree. Minus the Me Too guy. Minus yeah. the mean too. Yeah. They really should like recut the film. Yeah. For Lawrence Cross. They should recut the film. <laughs> yeah. I did like also, a lot of them. Theoretical physicists. <laughs> like, I, I like. Yeah, get out of here. Get you out of here. You're here. not even no. in the field that we're talking about. No, <laughs> yeah. you're not. He just was there to be like, someday the earth isn't going to be yeah. here. He's a super famous Well, he guy talks about too, the beginning so of the universe. Like, yeah. That's like what they're talking about. Theoretical physicists. Yeah. He's just. Mm. Mm. No, fuck him. <laughs> okay. Um, Everybody else, A+. Plus. <laughs> uh, so the narrator, um, how did we feel about him before we find out who he is? Because they didn't really show on the screen who no. he was no. at all. He had a lovely baritone voice. It was fine. It was like a fine way of going through. It was necessary. I will yeah. say that. It was 100% sure. necessary. Well, like um, a B plus? Does that sound like a B? So know. for me, I'm more of a C. Wow. Oh, that's a low I'm grade. I'm more of a C just because, like, the first documentary that we even fucking did on this uh, podcast was Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Oh. He was amazing. Yeah. This guy, his I name thought is... I he did a good job, though, this guy. He explained everything. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. I give you an A plus narrator. What's his name? 
This guy's name is John Benjamin Hickey. Wow. He's a very much a Broadway man. He had a great voice. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's just I, that's, fine. He wasn't super memorable, but it was like, it was good But it wasn't supposed to be. It yeah, it was just like yeah. information. He kind of looks like a poor man's, uh, that guy who was in Homeland, who played Damien. Oh, yeah. Damien Rice. Damien Rice. No. His, his real name is Damien. He played Brody. That's sure. That's it. Okay. And there <laughs> we go. He's in Billions. He's very good on Billions. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is just like some jag off from Broadway. No, I liked him. And like it is on a Wikipedia under personal life, it just literally the only thing it says is Hickey is openly gay. That's okay. it. Okay. All right. Okay. I thought he did great. Cool. I loved it. <sighs> okay. So let's talk about this music for a second. <laughs> so. I loved it. Loved it. Okay, Pink Floyd, Loved us it. and them, yeah, the, the, so great. A lot of it was good. It wasn't all bad. It was just the first part that I was just like, why is there a bunch of that? Yeah, yeah. That was it. Was like the first. I like most of most of the first part was like clips from the Golden Record. Right. Was like, oh, that's, that's great. I mean, yeah. That's really fun. But then like that song comes in, and I was just kind of like, I don't. This is not my, like, Voyager vibe. Even think it was, like, very, like, dreamy. This like, is not my Voyager vibe. <laughs> like, Hashtag not my Voyager vibe. Uh, here's a question. What is your Voyager vibe, Yeah, what Miriam? would you prefer? I want, like, Hulst, like, the like the planets. Like Wow. Yeah. Like, that's, like, what I think of with wait, this Wait, wait, what, is, what okay. is this? What is this? What it's, is, like, the, um... Hulst? Yeah, like, uh, it's, like, uh, like, classical. Yeah. Like, classical music. Classical music. I don't want anything with words. <laughs> Unless it's on the record. <laughs> Dang, great. even Pink Floyd? That's uh, fine. I do wish I they'd was... play Dylan. After they talked about Dylan, they, they wouldn't even play Dylan. a fucking Dylan song. Look, the Pink Floyd was, like, well-integrated yes. and well-done. It was just this the, this one part that I was like, you're at the very beginning. Like, give Some me Bowie would have been else. nice, too. Some Bowie would have been great. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Bowie... Two on the nose? Two on the nose. Exactly. Okay. I don't know. I like the Rose Royce song. I was into it. I, I have no complaints. It was quirky. Yeah. Just like the golden record itself. Like a weird, eclectic, <laughs> like nerd mix. Hey. They're like, I wouldn't have picked That's this, fair. but okay. I can concede that. That's fair. <laughs> so Christina and I, Christina actually got me into this and now I almost can't watch a documentary without it. And that is subtitles. Yeah. Subtitties oh. are my life. Oh, subtitties. <laughs> um, did you watch with subtitties on? I did not. Okay. I watched, I watched it. everything ever with like, subtitles. Like hot tip. For you, Miriam, and for everyone listening, subtitties. Like, get into it. Mm-hmm. it All right. You learn, you, like, find out a lot more with subtitties than you would because... They pick up background noise. Background noise. And, and in this documentary specifically, it specifically says, like, this is the glockenspiel. And, yeah. like, this is, like, dramatic guitar music. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it did and say dramatic said, like, glockenspiel. And then it says, yeah. like, funny. transition into slower guitar music. <laughs> That's amazing. And they, like, put the name of every song. So, like, yeah. great. Now I know what's playing. Yeah. Cool. It was super fun. I also will say that the music, because <laughs> I watched this to go to sleep once, was too loud when they were doing the Saturn bit. Oh, yeah. When they were like, Saturn, 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 Saturn is wow. That's not. They were <laughs> fucking psyched about that. Saturn yeah, is wow. Psyched. Saturn is, is wow. Fucking wow. Saturn <laughs> fucking wow. It really is. If you didn't know, now you know. That's <laughs> true. Okay, so. Um, planet. <laughs> That's pretty great. This is my favorite. Wait, Saturn's your favorite planet? Uh huh. No shit. Big I don't fan. know if I have a favorite. Oh my god. I can pick and 
Saturn's my favorite. I have a favorite, like, sailor from Sailor Moon. You know how they were, like, all from different Mm -hmm. planets? Like, but I don't have a favorite planet, per se. Well, I guess this is Sagittarius. Jupiter is my reigning planet, Mm. so I would have to say Jupiter. (laughs) (laughs) You hated that. I have no comment. (laughs) Miriam hated it. Miriam loves astrology. Get at her about her sign, her rising, her moon, her sun. If you tweet (laughs) me about astrology, I will block you. Wow. (laughs) Shots fired. Shots fired. I'm just saying now. No regrets. I would say Jupiter's ice moon is my fave because, like, what's going on down there? What the fuck is going on under all that ice? We don't know. I mean, if we're talking about moons, I have a lot of faves. There could be, like, fish down there. Like, like, what the fuck is happening on that planet? I don't know. Europa. Did you guys ever see Europa Report? Which is not a documentary. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's basically about, like, the first human mission to Europa, and they all get, uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, they all get murdered, yeah. They all get By an an alien. Eaten by a squid alien. Right. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Back up. Back up. Uh This is a a documentary? No, no, no. This is a fiction... This is like a sci-fi Mars attack style fake. Thing. Yeah. It's like kind of a low budget. Like, yeah. like I said, Mars attack style. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So this would be more of a, uh, a viewing for how did this get made, not docu. Yes. It'd be a viewing for my husband, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It sounds right up his alley. I mean, either. Like I said, we're big ancient aliens fans. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. So graphics and like more like budget quality. Triple A plus. A infinity plus. Ooh, infinity. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would go that far. (laughs) The best, the best quality graphics I've seen in a while. No, it was fantastic. It was like, I have zero complaints about the graphics. Consistent, easy to watch, Mm -hmm. pleasant to the eye, Mm -hmm. no fucking stop motion anything. Yeah. Yeah. Super sharp. Used with like the right touch. Sparingly. Yes. When they were building the Voyager, there was like a graphic of all the parts coming together that like animation. Oh, this shit was so dope. Fucking dope. If I could do that hand thing that all like the cool kids on the Booyaka. Booyakasha. Yeah. I was like Booyakasha. Or even how they just presented the photographs was like very interesting, like sometimes with the scientific reading, sometimes in like a weird yeah. Andy Warhol color wheel. Sometimes, like it was very. Interesting. There were some like matrixy moments where I could tell, like they were just like, okay, we don't really know like what to show here. Explain. What do you mean by matrixy? Like with you don't the know num- what that movie's about. So yes, okay, yes I do. No, Dory's <laughs> yes, never seen the matrix. Yes I have. You haven't. Yes I have. Nope, she thinks it's yes, about I, someone nope. who loves computers. No, 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 tell no, me no, what no, you mean no, by no, that. no, 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 no. I know it's about Neo, and he's the one, and he'll save us all. No, okay. And what do you mean by the matrix moment? When there's like the numbers kind of falling down and oh okay yeah lines. that is the matrix moment okay great and there's like kind of like dots and stuff okay yeah that's sure yeah 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 fuck you I'm I've seen you. the matrix you've never seen it like, and then a guy <laughs> and then a Keanu Reeves comes on screen and is like I fucking love computers yeah and he's just like that's how she described it to me <laughs> that's this guy he loves, loves computers he loves pay phones he loves computers he learns to love the matrix okay like no, it's a story no. of stop <laughs> No, no, no. Wrong. You've never seen it. It's a really good movie. I've seen it. You've seen the trailer. You fall asleep during The Matrix, I think. I think you watched the first 20 minutes and you fell asleep. Wait, who falls asleep during The Matrix? Not me. Dory. Not me. Definitely Dory. Wow. So, you know, speaking of uh, Matrix (laughs) moments, uh, we have to give some credit to the director of this documentary, whose name was Emmer Reynolds, a lady 
<laughs> not, and an Irish woman at that. Oh, Irish. Yeah. She's directed a lot of stuff. She even directed That's a couple right. of episodes of Shameless, the British version. Fucking love that show. Yeah. So she's, like, legit. And I think, like, her guidance, like, there was a lot of really cool shots of, like, um, like, there was that tight shot of people's eyeballs. I don't know how necessary it was, but it was fucking dope. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, people's eyes dilating. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason for that. I would have liked more timestamps. Oh, some year year points. Yeah. Ooh, because like, forty years passed, and it was kind of unclear that like so much time was going by. That's true. Until you got to Obama, like suddenly Obama <laughs> appeared, and you were like, "Oh, holy shit!" Yeah. Also, suddenly we were at the Challenger, which was like, "Oh god." That but was I appreciated that milepost to tell me I'm what really fucking glad. year it was because yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay, so we're in the Reagan administration." There was there There's needs also, to be some visual. No, what's that? No, it was also, like, I had no idea that both of those things were happening at the same time. Like, if there was going to be a shuttle launch and a flyby of one of the planets. And I was just like, ah, that's bad. Yeah. Can you imagine? Not good press. Yeah. Oof. No, the Challenger is awful. The Challenger is so bad. And the footage they show of it, too, is hard to watch. It really is. It's really hard to watch. They show the explosion side by side with the scientists watching it live. It's, yeah. like, very difficult. Like, with the people in mission control who were actually controlling the mission. Right. And it was just, like... Their faces, you're just, like, holy that shit. That footage is just, like, hard to watch on a good day, much yeah. less, like, in the context of this, yeah. like, broad and sweeping documentary about, like, the best mission we've yeah. ever sent to space. <laughs> I mean, I will say, I don't know if it was just because it was my heavy flow day, but I did cry a little bit, like, watching this documentary. Yeah. Yeah, for I mean, real. It, it really puts that into context for you. Like, Voyager did great, but it could have fucking not. You know, yeah, like, right. so much could have gone wrong yeah. so quickly. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It was, I mostly cried, yeah. like, during Carl Sagan. Oh, I know. Uh, I know. The pale blue dot speech, like, it will we are a moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. Christina has a tattoo that was inspired by that speech. Yes, yeah. and it was in my wedding vows. No joke. It's not a joke. Uh, that's how much I fucking love him. Because he's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Hottie he, like, puts it into context. Like, every, like, stupid king and war you've ever had is, like, on this tiny little Everyone speck of nothing. Known. Yeah, like... Yeah. Did we learn anything? Yes. Yeah. I mean... I kind of knew a lot of it, but I, I certainly learned a lot. I mean, like, I'm a dumb dumb. I learned a lot, but I was curious about mostly y'all. I kind yeah. of thought about yeah. I'd say I learned more in this particular space documentary than in most space documentaries yeah. that I watch. Well, that's high praise. Yeah. PBS is really good at it, though. Hell like, yeah. They, had the, they, they have that market cornered. <laughs> they put it together really well. Honestly, yeah. there's a lot of information they had to condense. I mean, again, 40 years of yes. information. Yeah. Yikes. That they had to condense in there. Who did it? Um, Let me tell you that Carl Sagan's book on this is like fucking 600 pages long. Like, ugh, it's a slog sometimes. So this was a nice condensation. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Snooze Factor. No. No. No Snooze Factor. Yeah, I was really. Same. Yeah. It was pretty high for me. Just because of the density of the topic. And how, like, space, I love space documentaries to go to sleep because not a lot of sound going on in space. Just a lot of people talking most of the time during space documentaries. So I like snoozing to it. Um, But it was fascinating. And even if you fall asleep, it is worth many, many viewings, I think. I liked, we didn't talk about this at all, but I just wanted to quickly mention that. It was, like, so, I, I didn't know this, how long it took for the Voyager to, like, penetrate the cosmic bubble at the end. Mm. Like, that was... I didn't know that. 
What was really funny, too, is that there were a couple of years there where we're like, it's in, it's out, it's in, it's out. Like, yeah. where is it? Like, they weren't yeah. sure. No. And then what's really bizarre for, well, for me watching this was that, like, I was, I covered that. Cool. Like, I was a space reporter at that point. Where were you covering that for? Uh... What year was it? Was 2012. It 2012? I was at Space.com. And I, I got to write that story because it was a, it was embargoed. So, like, there's, like, right. a, a journal that mm-hmm. will embargo it. And so we had the study early. We were able to write the whole thing and have it ready for when the embargo was lifting. And That's I just, so like, cool. remember it being this really exciting and neat day. Because there was all of this debate, too, about whether it had left the solar system, and it hadn't, but it had, it did get into interstellar space, yes. so there was, like, this bizarre line <laughs> that you had to draw with it. But, like, they, but it was, like, an indicator, there was an indicator, it was just, like, a, like a pop. It was, like, yeah, the plasma mm-hmm. environment just totally changed. Like, everything mm-hmm. around it changed. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Where do you guys think it is now? Well, there's two of them. Where do you think they both are? It's going in the direction of that, like, one... Gal cluster or whatever, right? Yeah, it's like moving towards some some crazy stars, cluster. Like sixty five thousand years. I don't know. But they say yeah. that it has a billion year like yeah. shelf life. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, as long as it doesn't get ravaged by you know meteors or get eaten up by some other sun somewhere. Well, they said it'll take several hundreds of thousands of years to get to it, the closest sun. Yeah, it's just flying through empty space now. Mm-hmm. All right, I don't know, but it's I. The, the, the sad moment, I think, will be when we can't hear it anymore. Yeah. Which is coming. I'm surprised. I'm you fucking shocked coming? we still can. Yeah. Soon. I'm shocked oh, we still can still hear it. It still has plutonium. It's, like, still pinging Earth, and it, like, gets in touch every 16 hours oh or something. God. But eventually, it's just going to go dark. We're not going to hear from it anymore. Oh, my God. Crazy. Next oh some odd years. <laughs> um, so, final thoughts and recommendations from this movie. Strong recommend. Yeah. Strong. The strongest recommend. If you want to know about Voyager, this is the one to watch. I would say, like, it's not even just so much about Voyager as it is about the outer planets of our solar system. It's a really good primer for those planets. Yeah. Like, in case you forgot about them from school. Yeah. Um, My main gripe is that I wish they explained even more about how they send the images back and how they make those changes over time. To, like, keep up. Like, the mechanics the of The mechanics of it. Because that kind of was lost on me. And yeah. I don't know if that's just general knowledge, and I'm just an idiot. It's, or it's I'm not, sure it was a directorial yeah. choice that they're like, this is too, like, technical, yeah. and I don't even understand what the fuck, so. Yeah. yeah. I think it's also, like, trying to get that language distilled down into something that people can understand in a documentary yeah. is really hard. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I don't even know if I explained it the right way. No. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, no, no, no. Like, you're the, the expert here. Yes, you are. Technically, <laughs> yes. Are. That's true. Um, and the other big takeaway I had is donate to PBS. Just, like, fucking donate to PBS. Yes, yeah. I'm a God donor. Yes, me too. I am a monthly donor. Yes. Yes. We, Miriam? Miriam? Come on. I donate to NPR. I'm not sure about PBS. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Good. That's, that's just as good. good. Yes, just as good. <laughs> donate to PBS. Trump doesn't want you to learn shit, so donate. Honestly, you get, like, benefits from it. You, you get, like, exclusive access to content and, like, invitations for things. Nice. It's true. Yeah, you get to watch a lot of really cool stuff on the PBS app. Yeah, you can watch me. the yes. whole back catalog of Antiques Roadshow, which is another personal favorite of mine. Oh, yes. Sounds great. Oh, my God, yeah. dude. Yes. Sounds really great. A thousand times, yes. Yeah. Second only to Ancient Aliens. Miriam. Yes. Um, 
What do you plug in? Just what do I like, plug in? Plug. Oh, you want people to follow you? You want people to where tweet people you? find you? Ancient Ask? alien theories? Yeah. I can, sure. I can uh, tell you where to find me. Uh, <laughs> so I am annoyingly active on, on Twitter.com. Why would you say annoying? It's not annoying. Because it's an annoying. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm not such, annoyed by. I'm like enough. a full on Slytherin on Twitter, though. It's like. Whoa. Whoa. I just want you to know that Pottermore sorted me into Slytherin, so <gasps> no shame. No, no, no. What? It's I know. Not I know. Shameful. Shocking. I know. It's great in a lot of ways. Listen. I just don't let people get away with shit. I will. I will quote tweet you if you come for me. I'm a Slytherin <laughs> on Twitter. That should be like your byline, like Miriam. I'm a Slytherin on Twitter. I literally wrote a story about that. That's great. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yes, follow Miriam's writings on Mashable. And Wait, what's your handle? Sorry. Oh, it's uh, Miri Kramer. So it's my the first four letters of my first name. So M I R I Kramer. My last name K R A M E R. Yes, like like the Seinfeld version. Yes, like Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. How many times a day do you get that? Rarely. Oh, really? No, yeah. that's just for reference. It's mostly, <laughs> mostly juice. Hey yo! Christina, where can people find you? Nowhere. Oh, uh, docunope at gmail.com. There it is. Nice. Um, you can find me at, at D O R Y W C D. I'm going to start performing more, so maybe look out for me posting about performing. Yes, and look out for me in the audience. Yes, Christina will be there, rain or sleet, no dark of night. That's just like, just like UPS. You came to my performance last night even though you were deathly ill. I did. Very, it was so worth it. Oh, you're very nice. Miriam, you're just an absolute pleasure, and I love you're you You're so the best. Much. You guys are great. Thank oh you God. so much for having yes. me. Oh, we wouldn't and have done this without you. all hail Carl Sagan. Yeah. Oh, my God. All fucking hail Like, Carl don't Sagan. talk to me. I'm just going to lock myself in my room. I'm going to kick Nick, Nate out. Nick, Nate, Nathan, whatever his name is. <laughs> and um, get, get myself some Carl Sagan love in time. Yikes. Hey, hey. Um, hey, Christine, I love you. Love you. Hey, Miriam, I love you. Love you. Love oh, you. my God, I love, love you, too. You. Thank you for listening. Love you. See you later. Love you, Carl Sagan. Love, love you, Carl Sagan. No, I love you more. No, I love you the most, love Carl. You. Oh, my God, Arby. I'm not in this. <laughs> there's, there's no afterlife, but if there was, I would, you know. No, but I this. would, no, but I would more. Love you. Love you. Bye.